and welcome to Spanish Answers, a podcast that gives you unas llavitas claves as you unlock your Spanish language adventure. I'm your host, Sarah, with Language Answers, and today in episode 70, we will have our first special episode of the year, all about La Fiesta de San Isidro and Madrid. Now, this fun holiday obviously, takes place in Madrid, Spain, every May 8th through the 15th, and honors Saint Isidore, the city's patron saint, and Maria Torribia, his wife. I wanted to do this episode before the actual holiday begins so that, should you so desire, you could join in the festivities wherever you are by making rosquillas, or even cocido madrileño. Now remember, since today's episode is a special, we won't have a cultural tip this week. So... Let's get started. Let's begin by talking about who San Isidro actually is. Named after Seville Saint Isidore, Madrid's Saint Isidore, whom I'll refer refer to hereafter by a Spanish name, San Isidro, was born around 1070 AD in Madrid. While he came from a poor family, he worked his whole life for the wealthy landowner, Juan de Vargas, as a well digger and laborer. Clearly, Isidro was a good laborer, as Juan made him his bailiff. He was a good, devout man who helped the poor as best he could. He married Maria Torribilla, whom the Spanish also call Santa Maria de la Cabeza, or Saint Maria of the Head. It's a bit of a weird name, but I'm assuming it's from affection, as she's not an official saint. Now, the two of them did have a son. Supposedly, San Isidro performed over a hundred miracles, and people believe he had a special gift for finding water. One legend says that San Isidro even caused a fountain of fresh water to appear when Juan de Vargas was thirsty. You can still drink from this fountain today, located next to La Ermita de San Isidro, and we'll talk about that in a minute. And supposedly, it has miraculous healing properties. Another legend says he and his wife prayed for their son's life when the child fell into a well, and in answer to their prayers, the well's water rose up to ground level with their son safely afloat. So, San Isidro is the patron saint of farmers and day laborers, as well as of places including Madrid. Sometimes he is called San Isidro Labrador or Saint Isidore the Laborer. Now, La Ermita de San Isidro, also known as the Chapel of San Isidro, It has an interesting story. We know that the first chapel was built by 1499, although we don't know the exact date, and that Empress Isabel of Portugal constructed a new chapel in 1528 to honor San Isidro after her husband, King Carlos V, and their son, King Felipe II, were healed by drinking the fountain's water. The oratory was rebuilt in 7024, which sadly caught fire in 1936 and had to be reconstructed in 1940 to 1941. Thankfully, they reconstructed it to match the 1724 style. Today, they hold an outdoor mass near the chapel on May 15th to celebrate San Isidro's Saint Day. Many will pilgrimage to the site and drink from the fountain as well. It's also a time to enjoy picnics at La Pradera or the nearby San Isidro's Meadow. This spot is very popular for the different festival events. So how do they celebrate the Fiesta de San Isidro in Madrid? This holiday has been an official festival in Madrid since 1947, although the first festival was held on May 15th in 1620. 
The mayor of Madrid gives a speech to start things off the Friday afternoon before the 15th, and the festival ends the following Sunday with the Cocido Madrileño, a huge public cookout of the city's traditional dish. True, technically Cocido is a popular dish across Spain, but Madrid takes pride in its own version of the meaty soup. We'll get more into the food, though, in a bit. This holiday also begins Madrid's bullfighting season, so the best bullfighters and bull breeders come for the largest bullfighting event in the world. Throughout the festival, there are many open-air concerts of all types of music, theater shows, dancing, delicious street food, and other events held for all ages. And then, for a finale, they have fireworks around midnight in Miretiro Park. If you'd like to see a video that kind of summarizes this popular festival, check out the one I linked to in the show notes that was posted to YouTube by World Travelers Today. Now, let's also talk about a few other highlights of the San Isidro Fiesta. There is the Gigantes y Cabezudos, or Giants and Big Heads. So there's a fun evening procession that takes place on May 11th, where Madrileños parade through the city with giant statues of San Isidro and Maria Torribilla, among other characters. Generally speaking, they can be divided into three categories. Zaldicos, horsemen, cabezudos, the good people, and kirikis, bad people. I've seen royalty and what looks like a pope as well as average looking citizens. Now, of these gigantes y cabezudos, you have two types in the procession. You have giant statues, kind of like really big puppets almost. And then you have people wearing costumes with huge heads. I've also included a video if you want to see what this actually looks like done by ciceroneplus.es. There's also the traditional dress worn by chulapos or chulapas. Now the traditional dress of Madrid is called chulapo and it comes from the word chulo. Now the word chulo in Spain has a different meaning than it does in Mexico or other countries so be careful when using it. Chulo has a wide range of meanings, most of them negative, such as pimp, cocky, or brazen, although it can also be positive, like cool or great. Other Spaniards will often call madrileños, or people from Madrid, chulo, but the word chulapo evolved in the 19th century and was originally used for working and lower middle class people from Madrid's Maravillas and Malasañas neighborhoods. These particular people had a distinct style of clothing that flaunted, shall we say, their neighborhood pride. In other words, they were a bit cocky and liked to show it. Nowadays, however, the word chulapo refers to anyone from Madrid rather than a specific neighborhood. The chulapos, or men, wear black pants, a cap, and waistcoat, and place a carnation in their lapel and a handkerchief around their necks. The chulapas, or women, wear colorful, tight dresses that flare at the knees. They look a bit hard to walk in. They have puffed sleeves, which remind me a bit of Anne of Green Gables, a white headscarf around their head with red carnations, and elaborate mantillas, which are kind of like shawls, but much more fancy. And of course, the chulapos and chulapas take to the streets to dance the traditional Spanish dance, the chotis. Spain encountered this dance, and Madrid made it its own in the 19th century. While the word chotis comes from the German word for a Scottish person, Scottish, the dance actually comes from Bohemia and resembles the polka. The woman spins the man around, who in turn must always face forward and does not move his feet, with the exception of the occasional three steps forward and three steps back. It's kind of a fascinating dance because he just spins with the woman, but his feet don't 
move. They just rotate. I don't know. Anyways, you can check out the video I've included uh, for YouTube. It's the Chotis Madrid, Madrid, Madrid. And it highlights the traditional chulapo, chulapa attire while also showing you what the dance looks like. It's kind of neat. Although, as someone who enjoys dancing Lindy and Swing, it seems a bit too simple for my taste. Now, I've also included a video posted by El Huff Post that shows you how to actually do the dance. And bonus, it is completely in Spanish. So enjoy. Lastly, let's talk about one of my favorite things regarding Spanish fiestas, the food. I'll include links to different recipes mentioned throughout the section, as who doesn't love making different, hopefully tasty food. And during La Fiesta de San Isidro, people enjoy eating different types of barquillos, which are sweet, thin, curled-up wafers sold by barquilleros. Interestingly, there are some barquilleros that will go around and you can gamble for a barquillo by paying to play roulette. Whatever the barquillero's roulette wheel lands on, that is the number of sweets you get. I found a fascinating article on the history of this by the BBC, and you should definitely check it out. Now, people also eat entresijos, or lab mesentery, which is a fancy name for the lining around the lamb's organs. Mmm, yum. And gallinejas, or fried lamb intestine. I actually did find a recipe for these in Spanish, but I'll be honest, I'm not sure I'm up for trying these. Don't get me wrong, I would totally eat them in a restaurant, I just don't know if I trust myself to cook them. They also make an interesting version of limonada, or lemonade, that involves adding apples and wine. And there is, of course, the cocido madrileño that I mentioned earlier. While cocido is a traditional Spanish dish, there are variations across the country. Madrid has created their own unique style, one made up of chickpeas, meats, noodles, and vegetables. If you'd like to hear more on this dish, check out the article by Cultural Trip. I also found several recipes for this dish, including a traditional-ish one in Spanish by Alfonso Lopez from Recetas de Repuchetes, and one in English from allrecipes.com by Luis Luna, and another one in English from Spain Recipes. I'd like to try this dish someday, albeit I'll have to really plan ahead. It looks a little intense. But my favorite snack of the day is by far the rosquillas, which are donuts that you can get either glazed or listas, plain or tontas, covered in meringue, de Santa Clara, or with almonds, francesas, or even without a hole in the middle, ciegas, meaning blind. I think it's quite fitting that the glazed rosquillas are called smart and the plain ones dumb. After all, if you're going to indulge, why not get the extra sweetness? Come on. I found three recipes that look really good for rosquillas. There's one in English by 196 flavors, which also goes into the history of, as well as the different flavorings and styles for rosquillas. There's one by Mabel Mendez, which focuses on just the Santa Clara version, and it's in Spanish, of course. And then there's one that is in both English and Spanish by Blue Jelly Beans that explains how to do the four basic types of rosquillas. So please enjoy. And that covers our first special episode of 2022, La Fiesta de San Isidro in Madrid, Spain. Please let me know if you end up celebrating the occasion in any special way, and especially if you make any of the food. And that's all for today. 
Thank you so much for listening, and don't forget to check out the show notes for links to the resources used for this episode. If you would prefer to read an approximate transcription of today's episode, you can also visit the episode's blog. I would love to help you on your Spanish journey, so if you have any questions about today's episode, or even just on Spanish culture or grammar, you can reach me at contact at languageanswers.com or visit my website for more information at www.languageanswers.com. I can also be contacted regarding my services for Spanish to English translation, technical writing, editing, and content creation, or even language consultations and tutoring for you or your business. Remember, learning a language is a lifelong journey. So please, aprovechalo, disfrútalo, y compártelo. I'll see you in two weeks. Hasta luego! Mm-hmm.